Blog Talk Radio. Fantastic, fantastic. Got to see family, got to eat good, you know, and um, so it was great. Only thing is, I had to deal with LAX airport during the holidays, and as you know, that could, you know, as people might not, might know or might not know, that is a headache you don't want to have, but I made it through, other people made it through, so it was all good. Great Christmas. Okay, all right, well, that's good, man. I had a Ah, Christmas was okay, man. You know, I was a little under the weather and got this cough and had the stomach flu virus and yeah, man, it's oof, it's, it's it's been a rough ride, but I'm feeling a little bit better. Still, still a little under the weather, but hey, I'm hanging in here. I'm doing the show with you, man. So, you know, I feel a little bit better, man. You know, I'm improving, so that's good. But anyway, Chuck, on tonight's show and for America, we about to get our rant on. We about to have some fun with the Ryan brothers. Also, we're going to talk about other NFL news, such as the Jaguars. You know, could they have could could they have a former head coach, a former coach by the name of Mr. Tom Coughlin, who interviewed with the team today? Chuck, you know, I'm going to ask you a question on that. Do you think he's a good fit? And Doug Martin, the hamster, breaking news out of Tampa Bay on him is that he has been suspended for four games. And I'm gonna, we we gonna we gonna touch on that a little bit because I'm sitting here thinking like, dude, how you gonna get suspended? How you gonna f- fail a drug test at the end of the year? I mean, come on, man. I mean, how you gonna fail a drug test? And we're going into the last weekend of the 2016 NFL season. I don't get that at all. And then of course, you know, we're gonna get into the final, the final, the final, the final week of the 2016 season NFL season. I can't believe the season's over at all, man. It's sad, but it's not over for my Giants, not over for my Raiders. And so, with that being said, Chuck, let's just get into this: the news that America, the uh, uh, the Northeast of uh, New York, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Buffalo uh, uh, Bills fans are happy to see that these Ryan brothers, and we already know who they are because they like to be known for all uh, all bark but no bite. 
and that is Rex and Rob Ryan. And guess what? The Bills organization, they say, you know what? We've had enough of them Ryan brothers because they talk all that stuff and they can't back it up on the field. They're supposed to be defensive gurus. But anytime you face the Miami Dolphins this season, Jay Ajay has had two 200-yard rush games on a Rob Ryan and Rex Ryan defense. So, I just want to start right there, man, because, Chuck, I know you got a lot to explain and want to get into about the Ryan, man, because you know how we feel, Chuck, about the Ryan brothers. We can't stand them because you already know how I feel about the McCown boys, and you know how wait, I feel wait, wait, about the on, Ryan brothers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I got to correct you. I got to correct you there. You said you can't stand them. I actually like Rex Ryan. Okay. I just All don't right. like him. I just don't like him as a head coach. Everybody's okay. not. Everybody's not made or built are should be head coaches like Rex Ryan is very entertaining he's great on the mic all this other stuff big personality big he used to have a big belly kind of smaller belly now big 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 everything and big 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 everything is not always good but he's a he's a good defensive coordinator I would take him on my team as defensive coordinator and he could just focus on the defense he don't need to be making decisions on offense, he don't need to make decisions on special teams. He don't be, need need to be making any decisions except for what has to do with what's going on with the defense. And I think he, you know, he'll get a job. There'll be opportunities out there for him. He's going to be unemployed for a very short amount of time unless he's being stubborn and looking for a head co- another head coach's job, which he will never get ever again in NFL. If a team does give him a head coaching job, Maybe the Rams, they're fools. He needs to be a defensive coordinator. He's good at that. Stay in your lane, as the little kids like to say nowadays. Stay in your lane, Rex. But I like him. But I like him. Don't say I don't, you know, don't say no. I, I like the dude. I like his personality, all that stuff. think he's a, a good defensive coordinator. But he's not a head coach. Okay, okay. We'll clear that up, man. I'll put it like this. So, we like him. We like his personality. Just far as a head coach wise, uh, uh-uh, he he no new new sorry no sorry because here's the thing: to be a good NFL head coach, you have to. I mean, you have to hire an outstanding staff, and you have to be great at paying attention to detail, which is something that Rex has struggled with as his time as the head coach in Buffalo. I mean, you know, it seems like every week he's like, oh, well, I tried to call a timeout, that didn't work out. Well, we tried to do this, but that didn't work out. You know, and then how how do you let Jay Ajay have 200 rush yards in the same season? Two times you played the Miami Dolphins, and he runs for 200 yards in both of those games. I just don't get that either, man. You know, so what I'm saying with Rex, man, I feel you, him just being, being the defensive coordinator, I mean, yeah, he probably could come up with some great schemes, you know, and I know he likes to get to the quarterback and all that. I mean, I, I feel you on that. But he's just not NFL head coach material, man. He's he just not. I mean, and, and, and the thing of it is, is, you know, um, he what, was he really a Tyrod Taylor fan? Was that really his guy? I mean, you know, a lot of people, we always thought before the season started, like, you mean tell me, is this Rex Ryan? Cool with Tyrod Taylor being a starter, or is this something that the general manager, Doug Wally, wants, you know, is, is that his guy? Yes, I understand the general manager did sign him to a big uh, contract before the season started, 
But we know, Chuck, you and I know that Tyrod Taylor is not an NFL starting hit, I mean, starting uh, quarterback, you know. I mean, you could just look at the numbers. Yeah, there were some games where you can say, oh, man, well, he threw for 300 and this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, you know, those stats are screwed, man, because, you know, like the, some of those games, Bill's getting that ass whooped, so his stats look good in, in uh, garbage time. So, nah, man, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Right now, the interim head coach heading into, you know, this week's final game is Anthony Lynn. And word out of Buffalo is that Anthony Lynn is the guy that this organization is high on, you know. So he's possibility pretty much a head coaching candidate for this Bills position. It's going to be interesting to see how he does, how he handles things on Sunday because you know this Bills organization is going to be playing uh, uh, close attention to how he handles detail, how is he as a leader, how he structs uh, um structured practices this week. So it's really an important week for Anthony Lynn. I mean, I don't know much about the guy, but, hey, if the Bills organization is behind this guy as a future hire, they think he might be the right man for the job, hey, you know, so be it. I mean, it's one of those uh, ways remain to be seen. But, Chuck, who do you think would be a good fit for this Bills job? And let me ask you this. If you was a coaching candidate, would you consider this Bills job when you have to look at the fact that Tyrod Taylor could be released this offseason, or he could uh, renegotiate that contract and come back at a lower price, or it could maybe be E.J. Manuel as the backup, or maybe it could be uh, Cordell Jones, who they drafted this past uh, uh, draft, or the quarterback might not be on the roster. So would you take the job, Chuck? I mean, there's so few jobs in the NFL that, yes, I, I would absolutely take the job because you might not get get another one. Now, if you're a prime candidate, and you have your choice of different teams, you have to look at what the Bills offer. And, I mean, they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. You got LaShawn McCoy, who can be explosive back. You know, he had a very good year this year, 1,200 yards, um, 13 touchdowns, a very good year. Tyrod Taylor, yeah, I mean, he's not your – that's not the quarterback you want, but he's the quarterback you have. So, and as we know – Quarterbacks in the NFL are a hard commodity to come by. So you hear on these shows all the time, ah, they need to get rid of the quarterback. Okay, get rid of them. Then who you going to bring in? Like, who you going to bring in that's going to be better? You know, there's 32 teams. There's 32 starting spots. There are very few teams that have a backup quarterback that's a starting caliber on their roster. So at this point, Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He has 17, yes, you say his numbers were skewed. He threw for over 3,000 yards, which is easy to do in the NFL today. 17 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Took care of the ball, was only sacked 42 times. Uh, so, you know, I don't really see get rid of the guy at this point in time until you have a, another viable option. And you could say the draft, but whoever you draft, whatever quarterback you draft in the in the draft ain't going to be as good as Tyrod Taylor is at this point in time. Yes, they may be better in the future, but those Dak Prescotts, those type of players are very, very few, and you have to be lucky. You have to be lucky to get guys like this. you got to be uh, lucky. You have to be more lucky than good, if that makes any sense, in, t- in terms of getting quarterbacks like that. But there's talent on this, there's talent on this roster. Yes, I would take the job, but it depends on how much power you have. And, you know, does the GM make all the decisions? Like Bill Parcells used to say, is the GM buying all the groceries and then I'm forced to cook 
the grocery with the ingredients that he buys. No, you want to have some say. What type of say will you have when it comes to selecting players? Or is the GM just going to bring you in just to coach the roster and things like that? So it's the NFL head coaching job. job. There's some talent on this roster. You're in a very tough division because of New England Patriots. That's it. Like, you, Bill Belichick, whoever comes in there is not going to be better than Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So, automatically, you second fiddle in the, in the division. So, it's going to be tough. So, it's a tough division to play in. Um, it's cold up there. So, it's all these different options to look at. Uh, what kind of coaching candidate? I would say a veteran. But even bringing in a veteran uh, head coach, hey, he still got to go against – it's still the AFC East. He still has to go against Belichick. And whatever you do, you know, he's going to outthink you. But you only play them twice a year. So you need somebody to come in. They didn't. This team didn't have that big of disciplinary problems. But, you know, there's things that need to be fixed. So they can either go veteran or they can either go uh, a young coach. Like I said a couple weeks ago, the Rams need to go for a veteran head coach. Buffalo Bills, I think you get a young – upcoming exciting uh head coach or you can get a older veteran Tom Coughlin type of guy and I think you'll be uh set, you know, whichever way you go. And just to step back for a minute and talk about um you you talk about this guy that the interim head coach that's coming in. He only has a week. I don't think this is a big weekend for him at all. Because what can you do in a week? Like Rex Wright just got fired. Like what can right. you do in what, what can you do in a week? This is not your team. I mean, you was already a coach, so it's not about you can't restructure. That makes no sense for them to go in there. Oh, I'm gonna totally do it my way. It, you, it's a week. So the the smart thing to do for that for the interim head coach is just to continue the things the way they are, they, the way the team is familiar, and just put your little spin on it. I mean, I don't think it's a big week at all. I think if this team is putting the pressure on that interim head coach, looking like oh. You got to perform this week. That's going to determine if we keep you or not. That's just a bad organization. So I don't see them doing that. I think the guy, he's just a, he's just a caretaker right now. He's just a nanny. He's going to get them through the practice, get them through the week, check everybody out, post postseason interviews, all that other stuff. And, you know, you know, it's, it's on from there. So I don't think he has any pressure at all. He just go out there, be the daycare, be the, uh, you know, be the keeper of the team, and it'd be all right. But and then one more thing I want to say about Rex Ryan. This was Rex Ryan's problem. He never evolved. He never learned from his mistakes with the Jets. We even said that, you know, prior to the season starting, is that it's, it's it's just like the Jets. The Jets were towards the end of his career, the end of his coaching career in New York, is that you have this defense. It's not dominant, but – you also have an offense that's pretty bad. Yes, they were first in rushing. Overall, that's very good. But they were 31st in passing. That's horrible. In this league, you have to pass. You have to do both. You know, you really have to do both. But you can't be first in one thing and dead last in the other thing. So he never learned involved and to put much effort into the offensive side of the ball like he did with the New York Jets. Then on defense side of the ball, these dudes, I mean, they was bad against the, the rush. Um, I had to go look at the tape to really break down like what the issues were in terms of them stopping the running game. But it, Rex never learned. It was the same song that that ended his New York Jets career. He never learned. He never evolved, and that's why he just got dropped off. <clears throat> All right. Well, just to piggyback for what you're saying, man. The thing with Anthony Lynn is that 
you know, he has support, and we're talking about the interim head coach right now. He has a lot of support behind this Bills organization because, you know, he's a minority candidate, and they like him. A lot of people speak highly of him. The owner is speaking highly of him. And the thing of it is, what he did when Rex Ryan got rid of um, – who was the offensive coordinator, Chuck, for the Bills early in the season – when Rex relieved him of his duties, uh, was it Roman? I think was it Roman. I think that was his Mark name. Mark Roman. Mark Roman. Yeah. So after they released to him and relieved him of his duties, what Anthony Lynn did was we already know who the running back is, Lashawn McCoy. We know the general manager, the way we brought him in a couple of years ago, spent big money on him. And what Anthony Lynn did was revolutionize this rushing attack. I mean, Lashawn McCoy numbers were fantastic. Uh, Tyrod Taylor looked good running the ball. We already know the quarterback, that's what he does. He scrambles a lot. Even Mike Gillespie at the end, you know, looked pretty solid as well. So this rushing attack is, is, is you know, how this team is built. You know, so, yes, they, they finished the season number one with the number one rushing attack, which looks good for him. But what this organization wants to see, Chuck, and I know you were talking about, you know, you were saying, you know, I said he he has a week to show. But what I'm saying is, Chuck, is it's key. And I know you probably like, ah, you can't say much in a week. Yeah, but there's some players in this locker room, Bill's locker room, who are big Rex Ryan fans and are kind of shocked by him being gone. And there's some there weren't or just like, well, hey, we glad he's gone, you know. So I think what the organization wants to see is how is he going to lead these guys I know it's just one game left but they want to see does he have command of that locker room because like I said you know before this firing you know some of the players were were backing Rex and some people were just like nah we cool and then now that he got fired the news came out some guys were just like oh damn Rex gone shit I'm done man I don't <laughs> I don't care about the last game so let's going to see how these how these Bills players play for uh, Anthony Lynn this week so that's all I just want to say on that so we'll see what he do I don't know uh, um, if he's the right guy for the job, but we'll just see how the Bills come out and perform on Sunday. So, next, and next. Uh, uh, me, t- go no, ahead. A quick, quick correction is Greg Roman, not Mike. Ah, uh, Greg I Roman. I, okay, yeah, Roman. We, we, we got Roman. the last name right. That's all that matters. <laughs> Greg Roman, yeah, Greg. I mean, yeah. but you know, Mike, Mike Roman could be his, you know, cousin, yeah. brother. So I'll be like, right, don't, right, don't, right. don't. Don't don't disrespect me by calling me my brother, my sorry <laughs> offensive coordinator brother. But anyway, it's Greg Roman. Correction made. All right, all right. There we go. There we go. All right, man. We knew it was one of the Roman boys. <laughs> all right. Question number two, Chuck. I'm not going to ask you this. So today, Tom Coughlin. You know, I know a lot about Tom Coughlin because he was my Giants head coach. He took us to our two Super Bowls uh, in 2007 and 2011. He interviewed for the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching position. And Tom is 70. Was he 72? I think he's 71 or 72. But. Hey, to me, I think he would be a good fit for these Jaguars. Now, here, here's the thing that Tom Coughlin has to ask himself. Is Blake Bortles my guy? Is We know he's not Eli. We know it's a big <laughs> drop between Eli Manning and Blake Bortles. But Tom really needs to ask himself, is this the guy that can lead me, lead this team, uh, be my franchise quarterback for the next few years. Now, we know that Blake Bortles, I think next year is the end of his rookie contract, so it's going to be remains to be seen if he can, you know, last week it was just one game. He actually looked great, which was crazy. I mean, I looked at them numbers and said, damn, hold on, man. When I watched that uh, Titans-Jags game, I said, hold on, Blake Bortles 26-38 for 325? A touchdown? And the key no 
number is zero interceptions? Wow, that was impressive. So, hey, Blake looked good last week. But can he do that on a week-to-week basis heading into 2017? That's one of the biggest questions remains to be seen. But, hey, Tom Coughlin, man, this is a young team. There's a lot of key uh, pieces on this team. You look at the defensive side of the ball, that defensive line is loaded with talent. Linebackers, you got your boy Puznowski coming back. He might be a cap uh, uh, casualty in the offseason because I think he's, what, 31 or 32 years old, and I think he – I think he has like a high cap figure, maybe five or six million a year, but he might have to restructure that. And then the secondary, you got Jalen Ramsey, Tayshawn Gibson on the offense. Man, we already know about the wide receivers, the Allen boys, and and my boy Marquise Lee, who had 53 catches on the year, over 700 receiving yards. And then Chris Ivory, the running back. But like you always said. They got a problem on the offensive line. And that's one guy that we know you can't stand. You can't stand this play, and that's that Kelvin Beach. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Tom's got to ask himself, do I have my franchise tackle, and do I have my franchise quarterback? So if, 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 if Tom believes he has that or if he believes he can get rid of those guys and go in the draft for free agency, then we'll see. But this young team, they need a disciplined coach, and I think Tom Coughlin will be a great fit for this Jacksonville Jaguars organization the second time around. So, Chuck, let me pass the mic to you, man. You think Tom's a good fit for these Jags? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's a very good fit. I think, you know, I've been riding with Blake Bortles uh, since he came out. Last week, he showed he did his thing. He showed what talent he had. So, there's talent there. Because you don't play a like, game like that unless you – you know, if you don't have any talent. So the talent is there. So he just needs a guy that's able to mold and shape him. I mean, look what you could say there's a big gap between Eli and Blake Bortles, but Eli had the benefit of having a guy like Tom Coughlin for his entire, for his entire career and a pretty, pretty good, decent offensive line. So who's to say that if Blake Bortles, does it, you know, has the opportunity to play under a guy like Tom Coughlin, what Blake Bortles might evolve into. Remember how everybody was talking about Alex Smith was a bust and all this other stuff. Then what happened when he got with Andy Reid? Ain't nobody, he's a totally different guy now. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl, he's a Pro Bowl, he's, you know, excellent quarterback. He's playing very good football. So that tells you a coach, this ain't like baseball where the manager, yeah, they say manager makes a difference, but whatever. Manager don't make it. A coach in football can make a huge difference on a player, especially a player that's motivated. So Blake Bortles is motivated to listen and learn from Tom Coughlin. I think they can do some magical things. I think Tom Coughlin sees what I see in Blake Bortles, that Blake Bortles can be a beast when he has appropriate offensive, a real NFL offensive line, real NFL left tackle, not no damn Kelvin Beecham on that protecting your blind side. So I see, I think he's going to take the job. I think he, obviously he's comfortable. Uh, I'm sure he probably has a home or some type of, you know, old folks love Florida. So I'm sure he has some type of home down there because you mentioned Tom Coughlin's age a little earlier. So I'm sure he's familiar with the area. I'm sure he's comfortable being on the East Coast here. Uh, you know, he spent most of his career on the East Coast and Carolina and all these things. So, you know, I was throwing out there that maybe he could be a good fit for the L.A. Rams. But that, this might not be his thing out here. So he want to stay on the East Coast. He probably has grandchildren, want to stay close to them. So being in Jacksonville is a little closer to wherever his family's at. So I think it'd be a good fit for him. I think if Jacksonville offers him the job, I think he will take it. And I think it would be great for this team. He's going to turn that 
they like say if they turn that offense around, turn that defense around, and Jacksonville will be doing some things in the future because, like you said, they have talent. They just need – they've been have talent. You've been calling them babies for, like, three years. I don't know no – I ain't know you call three-year-olds babies, but they – you know, there's babies on this roster that has talent, and, you know, Grandpa is coming in to, to, to nurture them and to turn them into young men and turn them into a very good football team. So I, I'd be excited for Tom Coughlin to take the job because then I can finally vindicate – I finally get vindicated for believing in my boy Blake Bortles. All right, all right, there it is. All right, and lastly, Doug Martin, the hamster, the Tampa Bay running back that we know last season, this actually this off season, uh, he made headlines in the news getting a five year contract extension, getting fifteen million dollars guaranteed. So heading to 2016, a lot of fantasy boards, a lot of fantasy guys said, you know what, we're going to take. Doug Martin is our number one running back head in the season because they had high hopes for him. You know, they thought he was going to do good, help him win their uh, fantasy leagues. But guess what? Doug Martin's been beat up this year, has only played in eight games this season, has 421 rush yards and three touchdowns. How you like that, Tampa Bay? Your $15 million <laughs> running back <laughs> only has 421 yards, three TDs in eight games, and these last two games he has been a healthy scratch. So I was trying to figure out, I said, why is Doug Martin being a healthy scratch heading into the last game of the season? What's going on with this guy? Well, the news came out today that Doug Martin has been suspended four games for failing a drug test. Now, I was thinking to myself, come on, don't tell me it's the weed. And I had to do some research. I said, is is weed legal in, if legal in uh, Florida? And, you know, I guess Florida hasn't legalized weed. So they said it's not the weed. So what it is is Adderall. It's that Adderall. So I'm sure uh, Three Six Mafia and they'll probably make the sound, girl, you on that Adderall. You on that Adderall. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with Dub, but I'm just tripping because when I saw that this guy felt a drug test headed to the last game of the season, man, I was just thinking, like, come on, man, how dumb can you be? Like, what in the hell is going on? But with that being said, this violation voice to guarantee money on his $7 million base salary next season. So there you go. There you go, Doug, man. There you go, man. There you go. I don't know what's going on, but I hope you can get some help. I did hear you checked yourself into a rehab facility. So hopefully, man, you can get yourself taken care of and get off that Adderall, man. All right? Chuck, you yeah, want to I mean, about Doug Martin? Go ahead. Well, actually, I mean, there's enough people beating up Doug Martin, so I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. But the thing I will talk about is the fact that the, the NFL and how the NFL little – the NFL is the one, the NFL media is the one that reported that he failed this drug test and tested positive for Adderall, which is a, a clear violation of his, what should be um, privacy in terms of the, the, the privacy of the, the, the drug testing and everything and the substance, substance abuse policies that the NFL itself and the NFL Players Association has set out there. So that's clear violation. You tell somebody you that's like you going <clears throat> you going to the doctor need getting the getting the test and you're supposed to have this uh you know protection of your medical records and then your doctor comes out and says, Yeah, he he tested positive for whatever. You know what I mean? So that's a clear violation of his rights. I hope the NFL Player Association does something about it. But I doubt it because it's a pretty sorry it's pretty lukewarm and sorry union 
uh, uh, I mean, but I, you know what, comparing it to other unions, I can't do that because I was about to. But all the, the other professional sports unions are way better than the NFL Players Association. I guess they're doing the best they can because, you know, dealing with the NFL, it's a monster. The owners are ruthless. Uh, so I guess they're doing the best they can, but they're pretty pathetic and being able to protect, and being able to protect their own players who are paying them is their whole reason for existing. So I just want to, I just want to throw that out. Everybody else jump on Doug Martin. I don't know what happened. I mean, it's stupid, you know, for him to get busted or whatever. He's going to lose money. He's getting paid. You know, he's paying the price severely for it, but I just thought it's just downright ridiculous for the NFL to, to be able to do that and just put people's business in the street like that, uh, especially when it's in your own policies not to do it. But, you know, that's just one of my many complaints of the NFL. I still love the game of football. I still love – I still watch NFL Sundays, but they got major issues. And we talk about them almost every week. They need to get right. <laughs> All right. Looks like uh, Chuck will not be uh... – uh, working with any of the NFL players uh, uh, organization or uh, on – yeah, yeah, I ain't even going to go there. But anyway, Chuck, I know how nah, you feel. Yeah, nah, I won't work with them because they won't be able to afford – they wouldn't be able to afford me. I'll go up in there and kick some ass up and down that hallway talking about, <laughs> like, like y'all, what y'all doing to these players, man? I mean, I guess you – like I said, I guess you're doing the best you, you can do, right. which, ain't that, which ain't that good because, I mean, the NFL – I, they tell you, they tell you what to wear. They they tell they tell you what to wear. They tell you how to act. They say you can't celebrate. You can't uh you can't badmouth the terrible referees who are indeed terrible. Uh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, we can find you for whatever we feel like, whatever we want. We take your money. We can find you twenty five thousand dollars for something stupid, you know. And oh, there was a mistake in the game. Yes, we admit the mistake. But it doesn't change the outcome. So what's so what's the good in in, in admitting a mistake? You got Roger Goodell off doing whatever, but you know what? They still making money. So the owners are happy with that. NFL Players Association, they're getting their piece of money. All players, most players care about is getting their own paycheck because they're law abiding citizens. They do the right thing. Um, but the NFL Players Association is supposed to be for all players. And you know what? It, this violation can happen to Doug Martin. It can happen to somebody else too. So yeah, they not nah, NFL player. I will not be working with them because I will come. I will come in there and kick some ass up and down that thing and say, "Look, we have the power. We're the players. You know, fans. Fans like to enjoy the players. They know what it's like to have replacement referees. Right. Uh, 10, 15, 20, 20 years ago, whenever they had re, re, uh, replacement players, that didn't last long." But you know what? We gonna we gonna batten down the hatches. We gonna get our stuff together, and we go over there kick some ass, and we gonna take back some power. You know, instead of just being a slave to the NFL owners and the NFL. And no, nah, yeah, yeah. They they don't want me. Actually, they do want me. The players want me, but the the people that's the administration, the people that's running the the players' association, don't want me because I come in there and clean house like my name was Donald Trump. Get y'all, get y'all ass out. And I'm in here and I'm I'm running this thing. So, but you know what? They would be in a better place. But you know, status quo. People love status quo. So ain't nothing gonna change. They're just gonna re up next bargaining agreement. Uh, get a little bit more money, or the owners take a little bit more money from them again. Uh, they don't gain any rights or whatever. They threaten to hold out, which they won't do. To, you know, so it's a big mess. Anyway, we got off on rant about something totally different. Can we get into these games for this final week of the NFL season? 
Yeah, yeah, we can. I was just going to say, Paul Taglaboo, where are you? We miss you. <laughs> That's all I want to say. I mean, I mean, I'll put like this. Well, well, who, I ain't no... well, who misses who misses Paul Tagliabue? Are you talking about I know, man. I owner? know, but what I'm saying is this, man. That's we, we, we'll say that for another episode, but I'm just saying. There was a lot of things I liked about Paul Tagaboo. There's actually more things I liked about him than uh, Roger Goodell. I, I can't stand the Goodell, man. I, I just can't. But anyway, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that another uh, show. All right. Last week of the NFL season, man. Damn. Let me say it again. Last week of the 2016 NFL season. <laughs> Football season is almost over. Oh, man, it sucks. But anyway, yeah, this last weekend. And fans, we just want to let you guys know that what you're going to see from a lot of these teams this weekend, you're going to see teams that are in the playoffs who have already clinched. Some teams like the Cowboys, uh, maybe New England. Well, actually, New England actually has something to play for because they're playing for that home field. They can't lose because the Raiders, if they lose, the Raiders win, then the Raiders end up getting home field advantage because they hold the tiebreaker. So, but there's going to be some teams who are going to be resting some players because they're getting ready for the wild card, which is the week after next playoff round, for first playoff round. And then you're going to see some teams who say, you know what, we suck this year. I know I'm going to get cut in the off season. I give a damn, man. I already, back, I already packed up the truck a couple weeks ago. I'm already checked out. Then you're going to see some other teams, well, they actually have pride. I mean, so there's some players that jobs are on the line. I mean, all these jobs are on the line, but, you know, so – it's it's gonna be an interesting weekend, man. So, like I said, you're gonna hear some players that you ain't heard all season long because they're gonna be getting some runs. So, if you're still in the fantasy league, man, be careful. So that's all I'm gonna say. But here's the last weekend. So anyway, first game off, let's just start off with these three and twelve Jags, who actually didn't look like a three and twelve team last week because they went out there and beat down the Titans, who were trying to get in the playoffs. They're taking on the Colts in this game. Man, I think the Colts going to probably pack it in, man. I think my boy Frank Gore about to approach another 1,000-yard season. I think the Colts need to just pound him, feed him the ball, so let Frank go out on top. And I don't know if Frank's going to come back next week. But in this game, man, I want to see if the Jazz can continue how they played last week into this game against the Colts. Um, it really don't matter who's who picking to win this game. I just want to see the Jags play hard, and I want to see my boy Frank Gore get his touches and have a big game. Yeah, um... I'm a, I'm pulling for the Colts, obviously, even though I'm a late Bortles fan. Uh, you know, early season, people thought the Colts were going to be two and thirteen or whatever the records the Jags Jags are. They're seven and eight. I think they're going to finish out the season at five hundred, which a lot of people would thought is a good season. You know, for them, everybody was hating. No, you know, this offensive line. Yes, they had some struggles. Um, but they perform admirably. You know, they need to improve on that run. They need to continue to beef up the offensive line in this offseason. But, you know, I think Andrew Luck going to go out there and do what he do, throw for over 4,000 yards this season, over 30 touchdowns, and under 15 interceptions. So I'm pulling for the Colts. All right. Dallas at Philly. <clears throat> Once again, <clears throat> Dallas players don't have much to play for. Tyron Smith. He's already been ruled out for this game. Uh, no major injury with him. I know he messed up his knee last week, but he looks to be okay, so they're just going to rest him. Uh, I look for Zeke to probably play, maybe play a half, and him and Dak probably play a half, and they'll probably rest for the second half. So with that being said, it really doesn't matter who in this game. Philadelphia is eliminated from the playoffs. So, yeah, we'll just uh, see how, the, how Carson Wentz is going to look. Hopefully Carson Wentz can finish the year on a strong note. 
I'm going to give it to the Eagles, but then the Cowboys are prepping for the playoffs. Ezekiel Elliott, you and I both was hating on him at the beginning of the season. This dude had a phenomenal season. Yes, we could say it's on the offensive line, but at the same time, this dude had to perform um, because, I, obviously, Darren McFadden had to perform the past couple of years. That's why he was drafted. So I'm going to get a game to the Eagles, but the Cowboys are going to the playoffs, and that's what all that's all that really matters. All right. Three and twelve Chicago Bears traveling to take on the seven eight Minnesota Vikings. Keys what I'm looking for in this game. Vikings, man. Can you cover Alshon Jeffrey? Can you can you, who who's gonna cover Alshon Jeffrey? Vikings, man. Uh, who's going to cover Eddie Royal? <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, because, I mean, last week you guys couldn't cover Jordy Nelson, so hopefully you will listen to your head coach because Mike Zimmer's a great coach. With that being said, the only thing I'm looking for in this game, I want to see my boy Jordan Howard, man, the rookie, man. He's got over 1,000 yards rushing for the Chicago Bears. Hey, just want to see him continue to play at a high note in this game. Minnesota Vikings had a up-and-down season. I mean, just highs to highs and would start, you know, one of five games in a row, then to the low of the lows where, you know, there's mutiny on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, they said it was blown out of, you know, blown out of uh, proportion, but whatever. It was mutiny nonetheless. Uh, defense still performing. His offense is horrendous. Um, you know, Matt Barkley now talking about the Bears. Matt Barkley is terrible. So, I, I, it's really a toss-up, but I'm giving it to the Bears just because the Vikings is uh, – I don't know what's going on with them, so Chicago Bears in this one. All right, six and nine Carolina at eight and seven Tampa Bay. Bucks are still hanging on barely uh, to that playoff spot uh, in the uh, NFC conference. So they need this game more than anything. I look for Winston. I, I can't trust Winston, man. He had two picks last week. Hopefully, if he doesn't have any turnovers in this game, they should win. Cam Newton struggling, so I'm taking the Bucks in this game. You take the Bucks. I'm taking the Panthers because I don't believe in Jameis Winston either. I think the Bucks going to choke in this one, so I'm giving to Carolina. All right, 7-8 Buffalo going to the Meadowlands to take on 4-11 New York Jets. Uh, Jets, why don't you play Christian Hackenberg? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Ty Bo said he's not ready yet. So it's Ryan Fitzpatrick again. Why? I don't know why. So with that being said, look for the Bills to run all over this Jets defense. Jets done checked out a long time ago. Bills win. Now, this would have been a great game if they would have let Rex continue to coach uh, for this last week. So they did fire him right after at the press conference. So the two teams he's been a head coach at in the same building when he gets fired from his second team. Uh, This is a a toss-up game, but I'm going to give it to the New York Jets. Yes, you know, like I said with the Rams after Jeff Fisher got fired, watch the Buffalo Bills and see how they respond. If they come out and play hard, that means they really – you know, Mickey was mentioned earlier how players how players felt about Rex Ryan. But you know what? That could have just been because Rex Ryan was in the building. They had to say what they had to say. The real the, the the real way to see how they feel is how they play. So if they come out and play hard, they they really had a, a affinity for Rex Ryan. If they come out and lay a goose egg, they didn't really give a damn. And I don't think they really gave a damn. So I'm going with the Jets. All right, nine to six Houston, who's already uh, clinched the playoff spot last week, won this division. We're taking an eight and seven Tennessee squad. Who will be starting Matt Castle? So with that being said, you have Tom Savage versus Matt Castle. Sound like uh, two country singers, perfect for the Tennessee country show. So with that being said, I will not be at this game. I actually might go to a country music concert if I was in uh, Nashville because I really don't want to watch this game. <laughs> so with that being said. 
I still got to go at Houston because they got to get Tom Savage ready for the playoffs. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a square dance matchup, and I'm gonna have to go with the Texans as well. All right, Cleveland Browns, who won their first game last week, which was pretty much their Super Bowl of the season, and they're traveling to Pittsburgh, taking on the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and their backup squad because Mike Tomlin and so he's going to rest pretty much all the Pittsburgh starters in this game and get ready for the playoffs. So with that being said, can the Browns beat the backup Pittsburgh Steelers squad? That's a good question, man. I don't know. So that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, fans left and right have been asking me, oh, aren't you so disappointed in your Bengals this year? I'm like, yeah, but then I had to tell them, would you know, you want to know what I'm most disappointed about? I want them Browns to go 0-16, and they ruined that last week. Now they're going to go 1-15. <laughs> All right. 5-9 and 1 Cincinnati Bengals to take on the Ravens. Steve Smith came out today and said he's pretty much 89% leaning towards retirement, said he feels feels like he's pretty much done. Well, that remains to be seen because we got a long off season. But with that being said, that's the only big note from this game. Uh, Chuck, I know this is your bingo squad. Uh, we'll see uh, if the Bengals can, what, go in the off season with some momentum or something? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, all oh, that's overblown uh, momentum in off season. Who cares? Like you don't teams don't you don't remember who won like you won your last game last year. That that means nothing. Uh, but I will give it to the Bengals team because they're still a very talented team. Even though the offensive line is poo poo. Uh, my boy Steve Smith, y'all know I love him to death, but I hate this, this talking about retirement. You said you were going to retire last last year, you didn't. You know what I mean? So you're not a man of your uh, – I understand. I know you're a man of your word. Just shut up. I, I don't care, man. Just either come back or don't. You know what I mean? I don't need to hear it ahead of time uh, because you can change your minds a long off season. But I'm giving it to my bangers just because I'm biased like that. All right. 13-2 New England traveling to take on the 10-5 Miami Dolphins. Man, interesting game right here. But I'm going to tell you like this. Bill Belichick has a game plan to shut down Jay Ajayi. And he will make Matt Moore look like a backup in this game. And it's going to be sunny. And it's going to be nice weather down in Miami. Look for Tom Brady to light up this Dolphins secondary. Yeah, Nick. I mean, ain't no question. New England is one. They on the road to the Super Bowl next. All right. Sunday night game. Packers and Lions. Hey, this is the 40 division. Sad thing is that this game was outside. I think the Lions might have a better chance. But... It's in the dome, man, and Aaron Rodgers got all his weapons, and they're clicking very well. Man, I got to go with the Packers game. Lions, they just struggling, man. I mean, Darius Slay, the best secondary uh, cover corner, he might be out in this game once again because he missed the Cowboys game. I got to go with the Packers, man. They're clicking right now. With only two and a half minutes left in the show, Nick, I got to bring it out one more time. What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? Ah, shut up all that noise people was talking earlier. Ain't nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers like I told you. And ain't nothing going to be wrong with Aaron Rodgers this weekend. They're going to wipe the Lions clean, who put up a valid effort last week, but it wasn't enough. Green Bay Packers in this one. All right. Let's look at the schedule, man. How the other games ain't really looking good, except for the Raiders and Broncos. That's going to be an interesting game because the Raiders need this game, too, uh, to get that uh, first-round bye. Man, key in this game, Matt McGloin, just you got everything set up perfect for you. You got a strong running game, great offensive line. Just don't mess it up. Man, manage the game. Don't turn the ball over. You got a good shot. We already know the weakness of the Broncos, stopping the run. I think the Raiders go in there and win this game, close game. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think it's going to be a tough game because them Denver Broncos, they had a disappointing season. Uh, they finished in third in their division, so I think they want to play spoiler for the Raiders. Keep them from the first round by, but I'm still going to go with the Raiders. All right, Giants and Redskins. I don't know how much the Giants stars going to play in this game because they already locked in that number five wild card spot. Redskins need this game just to make it as a wild card because if Detroit loses uh, Sunday night, Redskins will be in the playoffs, so, but the Redskins need to win this game. So with that being said, I'm going to take the Redskins. They need this game more than the Giants do. Yeah, with about 30 seconds left, Nick, I'm going to go with the I'm gonna say the Redskins too. All right, and then the Saints and Falcons, only other game uh, on the schedule, man, worth something. I think I got to go with the Falcons, man. I don't trust that Saints defense. Falcons win. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Saints just because you went with the Falcons. Ain't no skin off my back. I'm just, you know, going to the other side of the coin. All right. With that being said, fans, we hope you enjoyed the show live. If you missed the show live, always go to iTunes and look for the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. Fans, uh, we will see you guys next Wednesday night, same time, and we will be breaking down these playoffs, previewing the playoffs for you. And I'm sure, because we already know on Monday, it's going to be Black Monday, so we're sure there's going to be more NFL head coaches. Be getting dropped off. See you next week, fans. You be all right, B.